Welcome everyone to episode 90-90 of the Regular Guys Wrestling Podcast. How do you say Iraq 90 in Francais? 90. Oh, listen to that. That's a sexy sounding voice. Just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Roll off Does it the touch? rim to win at Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmer here. You rock across from me. How you doing, man? I am doing uh, well. You well, know, we had uh, we went had a little adventure a few days ago. You and I. Yeah. We uh, partook in a holiday edition of WWE Live in Winnipeg. We sure did. <laughs> Good times. We got lots of stories to discuss, <laughs> including our our failed advertising experience. It was an ill-fated attempt at spreading the show. <laughs> we were to, doing uh, we were doing audience. this for our fans, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, did we gain any fans? I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about why we may not have gained any fans uh, in, in regards to what we tried, but. Uh, Eh, you know, we gave it our best shot. That's right. And uh, are we going to talk about uh, TLC here at all? Yeah, we could. We could. It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up this Sunday, actually. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I uh, I don't know that I'll get a chance to watch all of it, but I'm going to try my best to watch some of it. Will it be watchable? I guess uh, I unknown. Guess we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> to be determined. We'll be pleasantly surprised or predictably bummed out <laughs> i'm hoping it's more of the former and less of the latter yes but i no guarantees i believe uh, based on trends it's probably gonna suck you know <laughs> uh, we'll keep it rated g <laughs> <laughs> just like wwe that's right <laughs> you got that right uh and of course we've got our rumors to talk about uh before we get into the rumors of the week i have a real quick quick story here so last night I have no idea why. Um, I had a dream. Very odd dream. I had a dream. That one day... (laughs) Martin Luther here. Martin Luther King. Martin (laughs) Luther is a completely different person, but regardless. So I don't remember a whole lot about the dream. I just remember two specific things about the dream. So I was walking down this sidewalk, okay? And I walked past... An ex-girlfriend of mine. Ooh. Now, I don't know why this person would be in my dream. I haven't thought about this person literally in years, so I couldn't tell you why. But the crazier thing about this is as I walked by this person, I was wearing a Bailey t-shirt. Wow. I don't know what to say about this. I didn't... I, I woke up in a cold sweat. I had no. I wanted to hug people. Well, you know what they say about dreams. Usually, there's a there's a, a figment of truth behind it. So, am I a closet Bailey fan? Yes, you are. Ugh. <laughs> You're gonna start hugging people and carrying wacky arm wailing inflatable tube men with you. And... I'm gonna open up my garage so when I leave for work in the morning, it's just the tube men are gonna fly up. What what song's gonna play? Guy, <laughs> no, that works. Okay, I'm sure Bailey could start using Sami Zayn's song, and it would work just fine. Well, heaven knows he doesn't need it. <laughs> you're fired, <laughs> Bailey. You're gonna use Sami Zayn's music, and you're gonna wear his hat. Damn it! And you're gonna wear some assless chaps 
because I love my sweet, sweet Samoan ass. Uh, uh Vince, I'm, I'm, I'm Bailey. I'm not Samoan, and I also don't have a big ass. I'm fairly sweet, sweet ass. This is borderline sexual harassment, Vince. Sweet ass. Give me some of that sweet, sweet pap. Sweet, sweet pap. Remember that from The Simpsons? No. Like, where are you going with this? Where Homer, he picked the uh, candy off the babysitter's butt. And then oh. everyone thought he was a perv. And she turns around and screams. Yeah. I think it was a sucker. And no, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a gummy Venus de Milo. What? <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that is. I mean, is that a Starburst? No, uh, Venus de Milo is that um, that statue that has no arms. Oh. This topless statue, the girl that has no arms. Okay. Oh, has no head. I do remember it was some sort of a statue, though. He just pulls it off her. Yeah, and then he just ate it. He just, then he was drooling. He was like, yeah. oh. But it was totally innocent, of course, right? Yeah. And then and then <laughs> Willie come, comes out. <laughs> I love amateur video. <laughs> they think that I'm just a pervert, but all Scottish people do it. <laughs> like what? Love old Simpsons. Oh man. Anyhow, on to the first rumor. Erock, do you want to kick us off? We'll do. All right. So first rumor of the evening, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Becky Lynch, while cleared for the concussions she suffered, still hasn't been cleared for the nasal fracture she succumbed to they do expect her to be ready for tlc however are we gonna see our girl becky lynch the only real reason to watch wrestling nowadays on the tlc pay-per-view Gemma, i i think they have to i like they that would be a complete bait and switch they're gonna have to put a, one of those basketball masks on her face <laughs> or something like that yeah well you know that that not the first time that would have happened i mean um, Cody Rhodes, Christian. Cody Rhodes did it. Christian, I believe, did it. Undertaker years ago did it when he broke his face. That's right. Scott Steiner had to do it. That's right. Um, Actually, they just recently talked about this on the uh, the, Christ- the podcast about Christian. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was somebody else, though. Between- Bruce Pritchard's podcast you're talking about. That's right. Yeah. yeah, there was somebody between Christian and Cody Rhodes that wore one as well. Do you recall who else that would be? I don't know. Okay. No. Uh, Cody Rhodes was I think overall Cody Rhodes was the best because he bashed his face and then um, yeah he was like he, pretty boy he was or a pretty not? boy and then he was like uh, he, he my face is so awful I had I had to wear like he would wear like a bag over his face yeah and then he would take the bag off and his face is perfectly fine <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic yeah that was great love it yeah Cody I don't understand yeah I just don't understand the WWE when it came to Cody Rhodes they yeah. really dropped the ball they did yeah did you but. know Cody Rhodes fought Matt Riddle in the Indies? Is that right? Yeah, that I must, haven't watched the match, but it must be r- relatively recent then, probably. Seemed well, guess, like it. It yeah. was not New Japan or Ring of Honor or anything right. like that. No, Can't I don't think re- I don't think Riddle was ever in New Japan. No, no, he wasn't. He was in um, oh, what was it again? What was it called? Evolve. Evolve. Yeah, yeah, thank you. He was in that one for a while, and I'm sure he's wrestled in other ones as well. I don't know if it was like PWG or something like that. Wrestling Gorilla, yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Let me tell you something, Gorilla. Gorilla Monsoon is there. Stuffed. Oh, no. Too soon. Oh, no. We yeah. ran into turnbuckles, and we just got this stuffed Gorilla Monsoon. sitting <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> yeah, she'll be there. They, they can't go without her at this stage in the game. No. Uh, no, they, and, and the thing is, they really need her bad. 
because the the shows Raw, SmackDown, they've been suffering. So I think that if they were like if she wasn't able to wrestle, especially because they've been advertising her and especially because she's been kind of involved in the build to this match, if for some reason she couldn't, oh that, that it just wouldn't be good. No, it would be like people would boo that Charlotte Nasca match. Yeah, the pay-per-view Cody fought Matt Riddle at was uh, the the pay-per-view name itself was called Chain Reaction. Okay. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it was what what culture? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So that, what promotion name was that? WC. No, it's what culture wrestling is what. Yeah, it was I think it's WCPW. Yeah. What culture pro wrestling? Yeah, yeah. They're not called that anymore. Now they're called Defiant. Oh, okay. Defiant okay. Wrestling out of the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. That's where they they brawled for it all. Nice. Actually, I watched a really good match. It wasn't a very long match, but it was actually a really good match between Rey Mysterio and uh, Alberto Del Rio. Okay. On that uh, Defiant Wrestling. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. Right arm. Okay. uh, Speaking of right arms, (laughs) uh, the latest on Braun Strowman seems to be that many expect he won't be ready to wrestle at TLC. So, if he appears at all... It'll only be for a very short match where he won't have to do much. WrestleVotes has tweeted that they were expecting a change to the TLC card to be made on Raw. Uh, I don't believe there there has been. No. No. Um, there's still a lot of speculation about a change to the Strowman-Corbin match or a consolidation of the three matches attached to Corbin's storyline. Yeah, so Braun Strowman doesn't normally have the longest of matches anyway, so I'm sure that they can get away with a, a shorter match with Strowman in this case. I can't see an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Is he still supposed to be fighting Corbin at the pay-per-view? I'm a little loose on, on what matches are taking place at this pay-per-view, this upcoming pay-per-view. Yeah, that's Just, a, that's a great idea thing. how excited I am for yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not 100% certain. Okay. Well, um, we'll, we'll, dis- we'll be discussing it soon enough anyways. We'll, we'll chat about it. We'll, we'll, f- we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> the, the regular guys are just being regular guys right now. <laughs> There's a TLC pay-per-view coming up. Oh, um. <laughs> we have more knowledge on the Winnipeg House show than the TLC pay-per-view. I think you're right. <laughs> yes, as of right now, it does appear that Braun Strowman and Corbin are still scheduled. It's so stupid. It's probably just going to be a squash match anyways on Corbin. So, Yeah, you'd think so. Unless like, they know. do something with uh, McIntyre and Corbin attacking him. Yeah, it could it could be could be something to do with McIntyre there. Um, I know like uh, Elias has been involved in that storyline. Elias. Um, well, because he's kind of he's feuding with Lashley right now. Um, who else? Who else is kind of involved in that story? Even I think Finn Balor is involved in in, in uh, with Drew McIntyre as well. Is Ziggler so, at all involved or uh, Ziggler? Uh, Ziggler is kind of a I'm assuming fiddle. They're probably turning him face. Unfortunately, Ziggler is kind of already on his way to being yeah. a face. Yeah, because but but again, but again, no real reason for being a face other than the fact that he got turned on. Oh, the worst way to Abs- turn face. The worst. A yeah. Seth. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Also, or I guess or Orton as well. Yeah. Anything with the authority, essentially, you become face as soon as they kick you out. That's right. Your favorite. You mm-hmm. love the authority. I'm a face, guys. <laughs> All right. Next rumor: Fat Balor is not injured, according to PW Insider, but is dealing with an illness that caused him to leave the South American tour early and miss this week's television. 
He had the green apple splatters. <laughs> Woo! Too much neck fat. <laughs> WWE expects Balor to work his scheduled match with Drew McIntyre Sunday at TLC. Last week's beatdown was just to add heat to the match and is unrelated to his getting sick. So the beatdown, of course, did not cause him to get the flu. <laughs> Ow! You punched me in the face too hard. I have phlegm in my throat now. <laughs> Ow! 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 Meningitis! Oh no! My neck's stiff. Oh no! Poor Balor. <laughs> Poor fat Balor. Poor Just fat Balor. Too much neck fat. That's what's happening. Stiffening that neck. Oh, yeah. It's all <laughs> muscle. So, good news for all those Finn Balor fans. Fat Balor fans? Mm, the news is a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving along here. Dave Meltzer mentioned on Wrestling Observer Radio that Kevin Owens is due back in late February. But WWE may hold off on bringing him back until WrestleMania 35. Well, if it's the legend Dave Meltzer saying it, he's got to be right. Right? 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 Sure. Bruce Pritchard shows up. <laughs> Wrong! I hate you, Dave Meltzer. FDM. <laughs> I love the podcast, too, when they're talking about it. How, you know, he'll, he'll be dissing Meltzer. <laughs> You'll just hear Conrad, you have a really weird... <laughs> Illogical obsession with hating Dave Meltzer. <laughs> but anyways, go, going back to KO. Yeah, you know what? I kind of forgot that he was gone. What, is he injured or they just have nothing for no, him? No, he is injured. I think he actually had to have nerd, sur, a nerdgery. Surgery on both his knees. <laughs> a nerd surgery? Huh? It, it was performed by Doc, by Doc Gallows. Hey, Ke- hey Kevin. You want to watch some Star Wars? Hey, Kevin. Want to talk about uh, want to talk about quantum theory? No. Want to watch some vintage tech hunters and discuss the Apple One computer? <laughs> no, but I think he had surgery on both his knees, so he's out for a, quite a long time. What's wrong with his knees? Is he getting uh, artificial knees? I'm not sure. New caps? Not really sure. Couldn't mm. tell you. Ko ko ko. Brand new caps. Brand new kneecaps. He busted a cap. The patellas. That's what they're called. Yes. That is right. Look at me, old doctory. Doctor you rock. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Next up on Observer Radio this week, Dave Meltzer, the legend himself, speculated that after their split on Raw, Dolph Ziggler, also known as the Dolphin. <laughs> Ziggy the Dolphin. What's Ziggy Dolphin doing in the impact zone? Might as well be. <laughs> he's, just he's, such a, he's such a joke we can't even get through the rumor <laughs> and that's the rumor folks I'm, I'm, I'm moving right along <laughs> Dolph Ziggler will drift down the card while Drew McIntyre's main event push continues well <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> The burial of Dolphy Ziggler. This is the burial. This is literally a burial. That's like the best burial rumor I think we've ever read. I think so. I'm going to read it again. On Observer Radio this week, Dave Meltzer speculated that after the split on Raw, Dolph Ziggler will drift down this card while Drew McIntyre's main event push will continue. So bad you had to read it twice. It's so bad I wanted to read it again. 
Jeez, he's in a tough spot. He's just going to drift down. He'll threaten him for money, and Vince will throw two more million at him. And, and he'll be like, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a living. <laughs> I'll just be the same old Motley Crue gimmick I always have been. I guess at, the, at this point in his career, he's probably thinking, you know what? If they're gonna if they're gonna throw a million dollars at me, I mean maybe I'm not happy, but maybe, it's it's money. But you know I could put this money away, yeah. And in five five years time or whatever, I'm gonna be in a super great spot. So whatever. I think that's what kill he's kill me, thinking. Drew. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> just just kick me, kicks him in the groin. <laughs> I guess I really should have speculated. I should have told you where to kick me. <laughs> No, not the gas pedal again! <laughs> and we're not even in the ring. <laughs> we're in the locker room, and you're you're he's, bullying me. He's trying to drive me. Oh, what's going I, on? I heard a crunch. Oh, both of them. Woo! The walnuts. Fat Balor, no. <laughs> They're like raisins. That'll, that'll go great with with uh, with this bowl of milk. I needed some marshmallows. Tastes like Limburger. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, per PW Insider, AJ Styles' deal with WWE expires in April 2019, but it is believed he is currently negotiating with them, and it is expected that he will re-sign. We kind of talked about this last week. Last week. week. Top like moneymaker. One of the top moneymakers in the company. There's nowhere else he's going to go that he's going to make any kind of money that he's making in WWE. Some people, and I, I believe this, you can make decent money on the indies, but you're not going to make the kind of money that a guy like AJ Styles is making no. or a guy like Brock Lesnar is making or a guy like Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins, those types of guys are I making. I don't think New Japan could even afford him, to be honest with you, at this stage in the game. Like, he loves Japan, so he would probably take a pay cut to work there. He might. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he might. Did you know there's rumors that Matt Riddle... It's it's, it's going to be probably... We're going to probably be mentioning Matt Riddle for quite some time because mm-hmm. he's you know he's kind of a hot up-and-comer. But yeah. anyways, Matt Riddle apparently on the indies prior to WWE was making six figures. That's huge. That's big indie money right that, there. Yeah, that is. That's... Uh, so, yeah, he was a hot commodity. I recommend all of you out there watch the YouTube videos on um, Arrival. There's episodes, uh, I think it's part one, two, and three on uh, Matt Riddle. Well, his uh, departure from the UFC and going over to the WWE. Super entertaining stuff. Nice. And boy, does he come from a modest family. Uh, in other words, he lived in a dump. Wow. <laughs> like, if you watch the first couple episodes, his house is, you know, I wouldn't say a dump, but it's just, it's a very modest, older-looking mm. home. He doesn't come from any mansion or anything like that right and you'd think he would because he was a hot star in the ufc for for six years mm-hmm. he fought in the ufc for six years and was I doing realize well. he i didn't realize he was there that long yeah he, yeah he was so it's crazy and there's kind of mixed information in regards to why he got let go there is uh, information that he's talking about now that they basically lied to him that he was supposed to fight dan hardy and oh. they he, they didn't give him the fight but it sounds actually like he was smoking way too much marijuana and Dana White got rid of him for that reason. And there's also uh, not so much rumors. I think it was a fact. He was very um, vocal about 
fighters using testosterone replacements like Chuck Liddell and Wendell Silva because they absolutely required it and he said that it was essentially cheating. So, yeah, between the pot, the whining about the testosterone replacements and um, and maybe that lie that they had handed to him, off he went. Mm. Into the sunset, into WWE land. Now, I don't know a lot about testosterone replacements or things like that, but wouldn't that almost be like the equivalent of steroids yeah you'd think so right because testosterone makes you stronger so yeah and and why would they why would they need it i wonder because uh this was explained to me once by someone when you take steroids Mm -hmm. um even if they're legal steroids um over the years your body gets used to it and when you stop taking steroids your testosterone levels drop your t levels drop yeah and your estrogen levels go up okay so you actually require uh, testosterone supplements in order to stay at a regulated level because your body is so screwed up. So, you know, you'll stop taking steroids, you'll start growing breast tissue, et cetera, et cetera. So basically like Silva and Liddell, they, they've had, they had years of steroid abuse yep. and now their bodies are masked. Yep. So now they need to take the testosterone replacement therapy. Yep. Gotcha. To, to keep them at the regular male level. Mm, yeah. Okay. In addition to probably other things that probably don't function quite the same way. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I could see why there would be a little bit of criticism there. Yeah, I could see it as well because it's probably... Well, I mean, look at Chuck Liddell to this day. He's still jacked and he probably shouldn't look like that at his age. I talked to somebody. Yeah, I talked to someone about that, and apparently he should have uh, his skin shouldn't be that tight and whatnot at his age. He's forty-seven. I thought he was in his fifties. No, forty-seven. Forty-seven. Okay, not quite as old as I thought he was. Mm. But uh, actually, I originally didn't think he was quite that old. Oh, you thought he was younger than that? I thought he was maybe like forty-two, forty-three. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a little bit of story behind Matt Riddle and uh, his uh, departure from. The UFC and coming over to the WWE, but uh, yeah, watch it. Watch all three episodes of Arrival. Arrival, it's called. Excellent. Arrival. Cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Right on. All right, so PW Insider says that uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, that's a Big Gal and Andy, uh, have deals that expire in September 2019, and apparently New Japan Pro Wrestling is interested in a return. I could see them wanting to go back. They love Japan, just like AJ. Probably love it more than AJ. And they, uh, Well, they definitely spent more time there than, yeah, than AJ. Before like, him. Gallows, um, not Gallows, sorry, Anderson, mm-hmm. he was actually uh, a founding member of Bullet Club way back in like 2011 That was Gallows? Or something. No, Anderson, sorry. Oh, Anderson. Carl, Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson, Mr. Carl, Abs. Carl Machine Gun Anderson. Hot, hot Asian wife. Anderson got four kids. That guy four. Yeah. Holy moly. So um, yeah, Mr. Abs himself. Yep. So yeah, and then Gallows was there for quite some time as well. AJ was only there. I think he was there about a year, like okay. in New Japan. Okay. I, I feel he probably took had some tours of Japan, maybe when he was with with Impact, but definitely not like he didn't spend any significant time there, like Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows. Um, you know, or you know the the other members of Bullet Club for sure. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I could definitely see those guys uh, potentially moving moving over to Japan again. Oh, well, they got nothing going on in the WWE, and um, I don't know. Maybe they're not even paying them quite. 
worked so well. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it's going to come down to. I think a guy like Carl Anderson, four kids. Yeah, four kids. That's a big. Uh, I think if the if the WWE is is writing down some zeros, I think he's probably going to take it, even if they're not exactly where he wants to be. Talk to Dolph Ziggler. You'll get some advice. As long as they just keep writing them checks. So here's a name we haven't said in a while. According to PW Insider, Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan. Double J, Jason Jordan. (laughs) Was recently in Birmingham, Alabama, to be evaluated by his doctors on his neck injury. Hmm. Could we see this guy wrestle again in the future? Because it wasn't looking so bright. It doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. I mean, he still hasn't been cleared for his ne- this neck injury. Huh? Has it been a year yet? How long has it oh, been? Oh, it's, it's got to have been a year. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, well, were they... They weren't... It was before WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe not quite a year, but it's been a long time. So, um, I don't know. I guess we'll time will tell, but... I mean, the more and more I, I kind of read about Jason Jordan yeah, and uh, and everything, it almost sounds like he's, he might be done. He's donezo. Yep. Speaking of Jason Jordan, did you hear about Carl, um, Chad Gable and uh, Bobby Roode? No. New Rod Tag Team Champions. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know what to think about that. They, they won it in a uh, handicap match against AOP and... Uh, Baby Potato. Oh, Mr. P on the robe. That's right. And uh, guess who ate the pin? Baby Potato? Sure was. Wow. That guy probably hasn't wrestled in a match since, like, uh, Impact. In a real match, no. For sure. I wonder what kind of... Did he do well, or are you not sure? Uh, From what I understand, it was not very good. Oh. No. Poor Baby Potato. And for some reason, Chad Gable is growing a mustache. Really? Yeah. Does it look epic? Nope. Oh, it looks horrible? Excellent. Can't maybe wait. maybe as time goes on, but right now it's pretty just pretty a nasty. just a mustache, just a mustache. Mm. Soup catcher, porn star Chad Gable. <laughs> He's here all night, folks. Channeling his inner Joey Ryan. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! <laughs> or somebody else? Oh yes! <laughs> he gets that voice. Oh yes! All right, now sticking to the theme of washed-up wrestlers. Oh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Matt Hardy recently told Wrestling Inc. that his rehab went better than expected. The latest word is that he could return as a television character again. Huh. I was in the chiropractic office this week, and um, they've got like they have like uh, images and diagrams of stuff. And one of this, one of these diagrams they had is actually similar to what Matt Hardy apparently had, where his like spine, or or whatever, is being like fused his pelvis. Ugh! Like that's apparently what happened to him. Too many stinger splashes. Wait, well, and too many, uh, too many. Um, what do you call those? Oh, those, those leg, the drops leg drops from the second rope guillotine leg drops. It's like Hogan, but higher. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, never as heavy as Hulk Hogan. But um, speaking of Hogan, he said that that was like the worst mistake he could have ever made. <laughs> choosing that crap. Choosing that is his move. <laughs> Austin says it, drop into your ass over and over. is uh, mm-hmm. takes a big toll on your body. And for a good chunk of his career, Hogan was over 300. <laughs> Just dropping on his butt. So dropping on his butt, you know. And back in those days, Hogan was wrestling 200 times a year. Oh, You know, man. back in the 80s and stuff. 
it's crazy when you think of it. Oh, it's just one. It's just once a yeah. night. That adds up. Sure. 200 times a year. That that adds up a lot. Sure it does. Imagine Andre used to do that. <laughs> I don't think he ever did. No. no he... Andre hardly ever took bumps. <laughs> he didn't Actually. need to. He would just destroy everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't watched that Andre the Giant documentary. Have you seen it? Uh, just from the old HBO? one I told you about from the 90s. Oh, okay, yeah. But I haven't watched the updated one. Apparently the updated one from HBO is very good. I hear so. Yeah. Yeah, didn't you say that one of the people that was in the original documentary with TLC, you said was like his his kid is in this one or something? You're like, <laughs> you're like I didn't say anything. No, that does not sound familiar. <laughs> didn't you in say the- Matt Hardy <laughs> and Jason Jordan are going to be in a tag team? They're both going to wear what single arm singlets? Oh no, Ala Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn to come out with their their belts in their teeth. And their knees tattooed. Oh no, with with a bear. Just bears everywhere. Bear town. Oh, have you been watching NXT UK? I, what what match? I did watch one match. I watched. It was a women's match. I watched, and it was really good. I don't remember who it was. The names just really escaped me, but it was really good. It, it, it kind of has the feel of like a recap show though, because it's all recorded previously. Oh, And then you've really? got like Nigel McGuinness and this other guy who isn't English. He's American, which is really bizarre. It's like he's helping them. <laughs> That's what I get anyways. So it's like the two of them standing in front of like the UK background, which you can tell is just a green screen with the UK background behind them. And then they're like, or like the, the, the NXT UK um, logo. And they're like, let's go to the next match. That's sound more Australian than anything, but and then they go then they go to the ring. I'm not a fan of his Nigel McGuinness. No. He has a really odd sounding voice. It's very high. And I'm also not a uh, definitely not a fan of their their fake uh what is it commissioner or whatever they use some oh, okay. 80-year-old man. Yeah. It reminds me of He's like the, the 80s when they used to have a what's his name? Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney. It reminds me of that kind of a character. An old, old person that's not in the swing of things. Probably doesn't even really like wrestling. He's just a, he's just <laughs> portrayed, he's just an actor. It's really funny because I, I believe he's actually kind of a, like a wrestling legend <laughs> in the UK. I just saw like a freaking moron. <laughs> and you know what's funny about Jack Tunney is that even though he was just this figurehead president, he was the president of the WWF, um, and you just felt like he was just this old man that was out of touch and had no idea what the heck was going on. He never, never was involved in wrestling his entire life. His family, they were actually wrestling promoters in Toronto. Really? They promoted wrestling for years. And then what happened is that Vince McMahon bought their territory from them and they kept Jack Tunney on and said, Hey, how about you be this on-screen president or commissioner, right? So- so you guys can write regular guys wrestling at gmail.com or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and just let E-Rock know, man, you're just not with the times. <laughs> not with the times at all. It's okay. They're like, no, we're just going to tell you you're a grade A moron. <laughs> you're a grade A moron. I need more milk with vitamin <laughs> R. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, moving forward here, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter notes that one of the reasons WWE doesn't allow for men to wrestle women 
is because, get this, a promise made to Mattel many years ago. The toy company. <laughs> they got to keep true with these guys. You got to promise us men will not fight women. And if so, we'll continue to make toys for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you say so, Mattel? That is now, your real name. Now tell me, what's your name? You're, you're Vince McMahon? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just just incredible. <laughs> Find me behind bars. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. Oh. <laughs> Poor Aldo Montoya. <laughs> I just wanted another sip. Please, Ossifer. Oh. oh. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Much too soon. <laughs> too soon. All right, so despite Mark Henry's comments, Wrestling Observer says Alexa Bliss is not cleared for in-ring return after suffering her most recent concussion. So far, she's only approved for light activity under medical supervision. Well, okay. <laughs> it's looking more and more like Alexa Bliss is just going to be another commish of some sort well, permanently. She, well, yeah, she's she's a, yeah, she's like an authority figure right now. She is right now for the women. And it's just 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 when you uh, just when you feel there there are just aren't enough authority figures in wrestling, <laughs> okay. they added one more. <laughs> well, you love it. It's your favorite thing in the world. Oh, I just love authority figures. The authority. You know, they should make a poster with every authority figure ever in WWE. How many people would be on that sucker? It would be like one of those old school Royal Rumble posters where they have like all of the wrestlers. Well, do you remember like when Orton was with them and like Seth? Oh yeah. There was like. Twelve people. Yeah, get was... a short period. Like there was, there was Kane. There was Big Show. There was Steph. Triple H. Orton. Rollins. Uh, oh, there was those two. Uh, the J and J Security. Right, yeah. The list goes on. Yeah, there were quite a few. There, it was insane. That's just a small period of time. That was like the NWO in like the mid '90s, where they had like <laughs> 58 people in it. <laughs> two limousines. Oh, never ending. It's like a clown car. Yeah. But NWO style. And it's like, here they are, the NWO, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Randy Savage, Buff Bagwell, Scott Norton. Scott um, Norton. Brian oh. Adams. Yeah, there was Crush. Yeah, Brian Virgil. Adams. Oh, let's not forget about... Uh, um, uh, what's his face? <laughs> you like cuts, cuts hair. Oh, oh yeah, the disciple. Br- yeah, the disciple. Brutus, yeah, yeah, Brutus, Brutus Beefcake. Beefcake, yeah. where no one knew he was Brutus Beefcake, because he looked different. He had a beard. Oh, and he was jacked. He was jacked. Just jacked. And then the warrior took him over to be part of his new one warrior nation. I did not know any of this. And he, oh yeah, so the so the ultimate warrior or warrior at this point. He was basically creating a new stable that was going to fight Hulk Hogan's NWO, and he called it One Warrior Nation, O-W-N. Are you serious? Why don't I I know any of this? Because it was awful. Oh, so they don't even talk about it during the Monday Night Wars. They might have glanced, like, just, like, (laughs) looked at it briefly, but anyways, so he got, so what happened is that somehow he brought over the Disciple, and he kind of made, like... He made um, him his own disciple, okay, and everything. And he was the, the sounds like the plan was gonna be he was just he was gonna create this big, 
this uh, this this entity to take on Hulk Hogan and the NWO. That's it. Just another group. They loved groups. But it turned out that the disciple was the only member. It lasted a few weeks. Warrior was gone. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of his many gimmick changes? Uh, Is that classified as a gimmick change? Disciple? Yeah. No, like when he was uh, uh, under with, Warrior. No, no, because he was still called the Disciple. Okay. Because he was called the Disciple in the NWO, and then he was just called like the Warrior's Disciple. He still looked the same. He still looked the same? He yeah, still, he still wore, wore leather? still wore the same leather and everything. Yeah, he was a very intimidating dude, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He was, that was definitely his most intimidating gimmick, for sure. He looked rough. Cool. He looked like he could kill you. He still could. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not now. <laughs> We've seen photos. Put on we, a couple pounds. Just ask Jay Walker. He'll let you know. He'll let you know what's going on with Brutus Beefcake. He, yeah. Yeah. If that is his real name. <laughs> It's your last name, Beefcake. It sure is. Is it really? It's Smith. It's Norwegian. <laughs> beefcake. A beefcake. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's Italian. <laughs> Not even close. Oh. Rashbidoit. <laughs> decision to move NXT back to Friday night next year was apparently made very late. Possibly even as little as a week before the information was made public. Do they even know when they're going to be airing this television show? No, this one. This they're talking about. Um, this is the NXT Takeover before WrestleMania. Oh, the NXT Takeover. Okay, That's correct. Yeah, because they've been talking about the SmackDown moves and all that. Oh, too. Oh so. yeah, yeah. No, no. This one here is the uh, NXT uh, moving it to Friday because currently the takeovers are, are on the Saturday. Yes. But they're going to put it on the Friday. Oh. So, the, so they're just basically saying here that uh, they figured that it was made, the decision was made very late. Oh, okay. And then they just decided to put it out and it's probably, I'm guessing uh, a couple of days since, since the decision was made, they put it out. Well, like, like how we say normally on the podcast, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Brutus beef a cake? <laughs> Hey, I'm Brutus, I'm a cake. I'm from Norway. <laughs> my, my dad is from Greece. And my mother, she's from Toronto. My brother's from Saskatoon. <laughs> and my, 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 my sister, no, no, my sister-in-law, she's a sable. Did you say sable or disabled? <laughs> you be the judge. I'm a Brutus, I'm a cake. <laughs> she, she, she's a disabled. Oh... <laughs> Good old Brutus Beefcake. Yeah, new character to the RGW podcast. We're, we're building him slowly but surely. That's right. That's a really stupid idea, guys. Oh, here comes here comes the the he's boss. A, he's a little jealous, folks. I'm not jealous. I'm just eating some pork and beans. How can you be eating pork and beans? You haven't even opened the can yet. Hey, man, let me open a can. I showed you like a hundred times. You know who knows how to eat a can of pork and beans? Ah, uh? Brutus the Beefcake. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? You should see, you should see Brutus's hands when he <laughs> says his name. For some reason, his arms and his hands go like forward, like in a circle. Like, I don't know what's going on. Brutus a beef a cake. I can't, I, you can't say it without it either. Brutus a beef a cake. <laughs> like I'm telling people to come on out with it already. Are you? Our ever-evolving list of characters on the show. We're going to have a character battle royal one day. Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be good. 
Sami Zayn. <laughs> he'll be back. He'll, he'll be back. He always comes back. Or at least his song will, and it can use it for any wrestler. Yes. Open license on his song. <laughs> <laughs> they checked with the CFOs. They're okay with it. CFOs. Any group with a dollar instead of an S. Can't take him too seriously. Just just give it to him already. Just let him take it. <laughs> All right, next rumor. According to Wrestling Observer, Dakota Kai had her MRI on Monday for her knee injury. She had succumbed to at the NXT house show in Green Bay just recently. While the results aren't back, the belief was that she tore her ACL. Mm. Well, I don't think she'll be missed too, too, too much. She's essentially just another Bailey. Yeah, um, they weren't giving her too serious of a push. I don't really think she has like that that it factor. No, no, not at all. Like you know, somebody's not going to make it if she's essentially being used as uh, what would you call it? Like an ele- uh, what's it called elevation talent? Or, yeah, enhancement, uh, enhancement talent yeah. towards uh, towards other wrestlers. Right. So basically, in a nutshell, she's a jobber. Is what she is. She's a glorified jobber. Well, that's Shayna Baszler's fodder, essentially. Well, that's what they used to. I mean, basically, like the term jobber is basically fallen out of favor. It's now enhancement talent. It's the same thing. Well, yeah, because jobbers are just a little bit more popular now. That's all it is. Back like, in the day, it was just like yeah. people that they would hire from the local towns that they wrestled and in. And you'd see that every week, like on like WWF superstars. Like I remember seeing even Hulk Hogan, the WWF champion. He would be wrestling like a local a local job guy. Yeah. Like you would never see that anymore. Like Roman Reigns. Pretty rare. Fighting some a no-name guy. Virtually never. Pretty rare. Pretty rare. It's even pretty rare. Like, for example, you know, they threw guys at, at uh, Braun Strowman. Oh, I remember that. And they've, they've thrown guys at some bigger guys like that. Very seldom do you see that. That's right. These days, for sure. Well, what's but, it supposed to prove, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because these days, like, well, okay, let me promise, but back in the day, preface rather, um, you didn't always get to see these guys all the time. Right. So, especially on television. So, at the time, back then, it really didn't matter who they were fighting. You all, the, 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 the guy, like Hulk Hogan, or um, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, uh, Tex Tornado, Mr. Perfect, whoever it was... They were the attraction, whether they were the heel or they were the face. They were the attraction. Now, you can't just have, you know, um, let's use Seth Rollins against some no-name guy. Nobody wants to see that. But it, it's but everything is so exposed that that would never go over now. Well, how do you expect? How do you explain uh, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler then? Well, Dolph Ziggler is still is he's not looked at as like a. Like a Tom Stone. <laughs> but I was trying to indicate that he is. Oh, okay. Tom Stone was a job guy back in the day. You really aren't as big of a wrestler as me, Brutus and Beef Cake. I'm a showing up in a green bay. <laughs> as I flop my hands. I'm a true Greek Canadian. <laughs> is he? <laughs> you find out he is. Like, well, that's a great guess. Yeah, Brutus Beefcake. He's, he's Canadian with uh, Greek heritage. Wow. Mm. Well. That's, that's interesting. That, wow. ru- that ruins everything. Color me embarrassed. <laughs> okay, moving along here. Rachel Ellering and someone by the name of Karen Q. 
The legend herself. Our two names, the Observer says, are on WWE's radar heading into 2019. Uh, Rachel Ellering, for sure I can see. She's got some pedigree. Her dad was Paul Ellering. That's right. Manager of the legendary Legion of Doom. And also the legendary Authors of Pain. He's still her father. Yes, he is her father. Oh, you said was. Wait, he's still alive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you said was. And Karen Q. Well, (laughs) I don't know what to say about her. Let's just say her last name comes before the letter R. And that is an important vitamin in milk. Malk. It's in Malk only. (laughs) So Karen Q. That'll be like her gimmick. Instead of like Kurt Angle drinking a whole bunch of milk, she's drinking a bunch of Malk. There we go. Done. And... She could be a very caring person. <laughs> she could be. <laughs> this this spells money. <laughs> Change the channel, Marge. <laughs> Imagine if Karen Q's listening to the podcast right now. She's like, this is what I'm known for. <laughs> Single tier. <laughs> they make fun of my first name and my last. Oh, poor Karen Q. She becomes like the new biggest female wrestler of all time. She's going to be like the champion for the next 10 years. She makes us eat our words. Oh, man. That's okay. Woo! Maybe she's awesome. I hope you eat those words. Maybe she's amazing. Maybe. Maybe. Unfortunately, I don't know who she is. So, that's okay. We'll find out soon enough. We will. So... The future of Lucha Underground is once again uncertain with no taping set for anytime soon for another season and funding needed for a season five. Wow. I thought the network they were on funded these things, so I don't um, really understand what's going on there. Unless the unless the station, which is called El Rey, um, in the U.S. there doesn't want to fund them anymore. They'll broadcast them, but someone else actually has to produce and make the show. Yeah. Maybe, and I'm totally speculating because I have absolutely no idea. But it seems like every season is this way, hey? It seems we like... don't know when season three's coming on. Well, it's oh. like Impact. Remember how Impact used to be like yeah. this? Surprisingly, it's not anymore, but... No, it seems to have a home. It's not, you know, it's not a great um, time slot and, and, you know, television home, but it's something. It's they're something. Sh- they're still making... I was going to say making an impact. They're still, uh, you know, kind of making a splash in the cable market. Yeah. I don't even know how many people they actually employ anymore at this stage in the game. Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> Today. John, Johnny Impact is the champ. We know that. Johnny Impact. Yeah. Johnny Mundo. Johnny Nitro. Johnny Morrison. I don't know too, too many uh, wrestlers that wrestle for Impact, to be honest with you. Johnny like, Impact and I can uh, name a couple. Yeah, Eddie Edwards is one guy. Oh, he's still there, right? Eh? Guy by the name of Moose, he's still there. Yeah, uh, he was the, a football player, right? I think so. Abyss is still there, which is crazy. Yeah, um, it's like poor man's cane. Yeah, um, poor man's cane. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even afford that music. No, it's no. Like, I'm a bitch. Oh no! And Mundo beat uh, what's his face for the belt too. Oh, yeah, Aries. That's Austin Aries. Yeah, somewhere? that was when. No, he's gone. 
He's gone. Well, no, he threw that. He threw a fit there, hey? And then we're, we're not 100% sure if it was a shoot or whatever. Yeah. He, like, bet, like as soon as he, like, lost, the lost, he didn't even sell it. He just got up and left. Yeah, and was that the end? Everyone. Yeah, he hasn't been back since. Oh, wow. That was yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Hmm. Don Callis is just done with him. Doesn't want anything. I'm totally done with this guy. <laughs> totally done with this Johnny. No, the other guy. Austin Aries. Who does he think he is? I'm Don Callis. <laughs> that's, that's some wicked acting. Now, E-Rock, fix my Blackberry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. man. Last rumor here. The Observer, that's the Wrestling Observer, if you're not quite sure about that, notes that Ring of Honor is making a lot of moves to try to stock up on talent in an effort to prepare for losing the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Hangman Page. Somewhat contradicting this rumor, Russell Talk, that's a thing, said that Cody recently noted he turned down an offer from WWE in the past few weeks. You now, believe the, that one? Uh, I don't know if I heard about that. Um, I think I've heard something similar to that. Now, the thing is, I don't necessarily know if they're going to um, go, go to WWE. I mean, I think the guys like the Young Bucks, guys like Hangman Page. Well, there's that promotion that uh, Jericho and Jim Ross supposedly were starting quote up. Quote, are starting up. Yeah, e a e w. That's right. All Elite Wrestling. So um, there, there is the possibility there, and they might be they might be exclusive if they decide to, if they do decide to start that thing up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one thing I, I was reading just uh, who I can't remember who who it was that was saying oh it was um anyways it was it was a guy that was in WWE previously, and he loves the indies because let's just say Ryback sure loves the indies because he can still make decent money. And he can make his own schedule. Sure this isn't Ryback? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, he's not wrestling anywhere. <laughs> the big guy. All right, so that's our rumors of the week. We're going to talk about our little adventure that uh, Jimmer and I went through on, was it Saturday? Saturday. Can you believe it? Actually, a WWE Live pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. House show, shall I say. It was the WWE Live holiday tour. Holiday tour. And it was here on a Saturday. It wasn't a school night. Yay! That's pretty sweet. Actually, I think pretty much every time that WWE's been here in the last few years has been really? on a Saturday. Yeah. Oh, convenient. Yeah. Not it seems up. like almost every event um, my wife and I go to, it seems like it's always on some inconvenient night. Right. So you got to just suck it up and go. Cause yeah. Who knows when it'll come next? But right. That's cool that it was on a Saturday night. Yeah. Well, we were nobody was really planning on going to the show. Like neither of us planned. No. On going to the show, we were kind of like, eh, I don't know. We've been to a couple in the last couple of years, so do we really need to go again? I don't know. Yeah, you were lucky enough to get some, um, some. Uh, what do you call them? Comp tickets. Yeah, they were comp friends? tickets actually. Um, I was. We were uh, at home, uh, my wife and I and the kids, I guess. We were hanging out, and uh, all of a sudden, the, the there's a knock on the door, and it's one of my neighbors, yep. who's actually a uh, local radio personality. That's right. And he's like, you know what? I thought about you. I, uh, I've got. I was at this uh, doing some kind of a, a gig this afternoon, and um, they gave me four tickets for the WWE show today. And I remembered that you guys like you like wrestling, so 
hey, if you want them, here's a couple of tickets. So we're like, okay. Yeah, sure. You, you sent me a text or a yeah, phone call. No, I I shot you te- which, a text, yeah. Well, I shot you a text, and then we talked about it and stuff. So it I was, was good. Like, Heck yes, especially uh, free is a good price. Free is a very good price. For free is good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were, uh, yeah, so anyways, it was the SmackDown, a SmackDown crew there, which was good. Um, yeah, so I picked up uh, E-Rock around uh, the 6.30, 6.45 mark. Show started at 7.30. And it gets into the car, and what were you, what were you holding there, E-Rock? Well, little did Jimmer know, but I had a little plan up my sleeve. I've been thinking about this for a while, and uh, I'm just trying to think of another way that we could advertise this this lovely podcast that you loyal fans listen to us every week on. <laughs> so I figured, uh, you know, I'm going to try something a little bit more old school instead of going new school for once, and I'm going to print some flyers. So I printed out 30 flyers advertising our uh, you know our, our show just simply our logo and where you can find us you you hear jimmer say it every week at the end or at the starting of the podcast so i printed out 15 each handed him 15 grabbed myself 15 put it in the back pocket got to the uh the bell mts center you know got through security no problem of course and uh jimmer and i we we split up and we made uh made plans that we would literally just drop these flyers off you know, um, on tables, on urinals, on recycling bins. Not in the urinals, on top of the urinals. <laughs> it just, you just crumple them up and throw them in the urinal. <laughs> It'll work perfectly. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of, we basically littered the uh, the premises of the Bell MTS Center with, with 30 flyers. 30 may not sound like a lot. They were everywhere. You... <laughs> Would you agree on that one? Yeah, they were in they were in some pretty good places too, where I think a lot of people would have um, seen them. Seen them, absolutely. Like you and I walked around the entire MTS center once or twice, crossing paths, and yeah. we kept kind of looping over areas where we may not have dropped them off. That's right. We we actually missed the first match. We, we sure did. So. Yeah, we we missed the first match. That was. Uh, the bar versus the new day, mm-hmm. I do believe it was, but it, it was it was worth the sacrifice. So we were all done, kind of getting paranoid at that stage. You know, didn't want to get accused of any solicitation type type laws or, or or bylaws of any sorts or or whatnot. So we sat down and uh, and watched the show, and we'll talk about the actual matches shortly. We come back, there's a, what would you call it, a halftime or a, a break? Intermission. Half, an intermission of some sort. Usually the live shows have that. I don't think any of the Raws or Smackdowns have those. But uh, we come out, and our flyers are nowhere to be found. Nowhere. We walk over to one of the side windows and look at uh, look inside the recycling bin. A sad sight. Several of our flyers just laying inside there with food on top of it. Tell you right now, there's no respect. Get no respect. No respect. You got that right, Mojo. So we tried. We tried. Go for a little Rodney Dangerfield, but oh. don't think Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> I guess it was a little get, Mojo-esque. Get it right, uh, E-Rock. <laughs> You're not like us Greeks. <laughs> the Greeks. The Greek Canadians. <laughs> so it was a bit of a downer, but... Uh, I don't, okay. I'm not sure if any uh, any of our fans unfortunately saw those flyers, but it's all right. 
maybe a, you know some people saw it the people that were cleaning slash security saw it who knows maybe somebody grabbed and they're like hey i'm gonna throw this in the trash but before i do <laughs> beep boop boop pop beep because that's, that's what their cell phone sounds like wow is that what it sounds like when you open the podcast apps and, right. and i'm gonna go to my subscribe. apple podcast boop 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 beep 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 boop <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they logged right in and hooked up to the RGW. And, admittedly, it was a little old school, but I think it, it definitely had some merit. So, when we finally sat down, what did you think about the uh, the fans behind us? We've ranted about this on our shows before. Good old fans trying to take over the show, eh? It's like they were trying to get the attention of us? the people. <laughs> I don't know. Or the people in the ring. But we were up. We were up in like an upper row. Yeah. There's no way anybody heard these people behind us. They were like really annoying so chants. So annoying. And, oh, kind of making the show about themselves. And, ah, they were having fun, I guess. So and I, I guess that I, that's that's their they right. They were chanting for Jericho, and that was so irrelevant. Jericho's not going to show up. No, that's true. Stuff, things like that are it's kind of ridiculous. Even their boos were annoying though. Like they were the way they were booing the Miz, it was just strange. Mm. I don't know. Like the like the Miz at one stage was like, "Do you want to act like children?" And they're like, "Yes." Oh, uh, all right. If you say so. <laughs> Welcome to Winnipeg. Who doesn't want to act like children? <laughs> hey, speaking of Winnipeg, did you hear about the Price Is Right today? No. Apparently, the Price Is Right. On the showcase, mm-hmm. you know, you can usually win cars and trips and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was a six-day trip to Winnipeg. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What did they advertise? They, they advertised it'll be like a five- or six-night stay in the uh, Hotel Fort Gary. Oh, la, ooh la la. That's yeah, a yeah. fancier one. It is nice. Um, and then you're going to go here and you're going to go there and you're going to take a day trip, apparently, to Churchill. That has nothing to do with Winnipeg. No, but it's still... It's, That's very far. Yeah, but it's Manitoba, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about a three-hour flight. That actually is... Uh, that's quite the experience I've yeah. heard. And they said the uh, the the catchphrase or lo- tagline or something of this is like, experience a winter like no other. <laughs> Were people excited for it? I don't... I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> you see them all going, boo. <laughs> boo. Oh, oh, let me guess the Human Rights Museum was involved in that. It may have been. Oh, I don't know. It's always involved in this stuff. My goodness. Watch the watch the guy that wins, and he's like, "I'm from Winnipeg." Oh no! I've been to all these places. I went to Jacksonville once, and somebody looked at myself and my buddy Daryl, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing here? This place is a dump." <laughs> they completely degraded their own hometown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think about the matches themselves uh, overall? I found them extremely predictable. I'm really happy that we got these tickets caught, man. There is not one match on this card. and We'll, we'll run down the card in, in, a, in a minute or two here. There was not one match on the card where the winners were surprising. Not at all. Every single match was so predictable. Yeah. Like, they came down the aisle, and you had you knew immediately who was going to win this match. Yeah. yeah. Especially if they were a champion. Like, it gives it away immediately. Oh, for sure. Like, you knew that there weren't going to be any title changes. Right. At all. So, yeah, no, that that was unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, so. We got a kick out of that ring announcer that we had never heard of before. The one that was giving all that propaganda about 
WWE. And stay tuned because we have so much more for you tonight. Yeah, I don't know who she was. Um, like, Mike Rome was the actual, like, ring announcer. That was almost, like, the best part, seeing Mike Rome. But there was no, like, Tom Phillips references. No, that was unfortunate. Oh. I guess you need Chris Jericho. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. What are you doing here? Oh, here, Tom. Uh, I'm Mike. Shut up, Tom. Well, that would have been great. That would have been good. That, that would have been memorable. Yeah, but instead we got some uh, random lady. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing out here, lady? I Get work, out of here. I work at Grace, Great West Life. <laughs> it's a local insurance company. <laughs> I don't even know what wrestling is. Isn't it that UFC stuff? You mean UFC? The UFCA? <laughs> yeah, do they do the MMA stuff? <laughs> ma! Ma! It's like Italian. You know who's really into ma? Uh-oh. But it's a beef cake! <laughs> Mama! Are you ready to fight? I think that's why, um... Uh... Mauro Ranallo oh, no. loves it so much. Because he can just go, Ma! Mamiya! Brutus a beef a cake. <laughs> Loves his mamma mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> More Ronaldo and him are in a tag team. Oh, man. <laughs> the Italian connection. <laughs> Considering Buffcake is not Italian, he barely is. Oh, right, he's Greek. Greek. He's Greek Canadian. He's Greek and Canadian. Why do you put me on the Italian connection? I do not sound Italian whatsoever. Now pass me this pizza pie. <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's a beefcake. Love my Greek. My Greek-Canadian accent. I'm a big fan of the Greek. <laughs> it's more Ronaldo. More Ronaldo here. Get out of here. Hey, hey yo, mamma mia. Hey yo. Hey Angela. Hey Samantha. Uh, Tony Maselli He's Italian as well Oh no Oh man Oh yes <laughs> Oh yes Oh yes I'll be my cake Oh bear is Italian <laughs> Oh yes <laughs> uh, Mojo knows him Because he's Italian too apparently Is he? No, I don't think he is. Well, based on your impersonation, he's Italian. <laughs> if my, if, if he's a myth. <laughs> Look, it's my long lost cousin, <laughs> Mojo. <laughs> it's a myth. Your cousin Mojo's here. It's a Mojo and a Moro, Ronaldo. I, I thought you were Mojo. <laughs> no, I'm a Brutus Bivake. I'm a Brutus Bivake. <laughs> Oh, no. All the personalities are crossing over. Oh, no. Worlds are colliding. Oh, this is what it's like when worlds collide. Oh, you ready to go? Because I'm ready to go. What you gonna do, baby? Baby. That is my favorite song. What you gonna do, a baby? A baby. <laughs> it's a Power Man of 5000. This is my favorite a song of the Beaver Kick. <laughs> We are ridiculous. Oh, our apologies to Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> as someone I, as someone I know might say, "Oh, I'm a banana." 
Uh, okay, so, uh, want to talk about the matches? Where, where were we? Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we were going to talk about the matches here. Yeah, so the, ma- the first match that we had missed was the Bar versus New Day. As we discussed previously, the Bar are the tag team champions. So it was fairly predictable who was going to win. Yep, and uh, we didn't see the very ending. Uh, that, that's not true, right? We saw the very end of yeah, this you, match. Yeah, you caught it. I caught it, yeah. It was uh, Seamus pinned um, Big E. Okay. Yeah. Was that the one where I had to run out? Yes. Yes, I had, yes. A, yeah. had an important phone to call. So you missed that missed that there. But yeah, the bar, you knew they were going to win. Uh, we had, I guess, presumably, it was supposed to be Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe. So Jeff Hardy starts coming down, and all of a sudden Samoa Joe attacked him and uh, beat him up and got him with the coquina clutch over on the stage, and the crowd was very, very upset. Boo-boo. And, uh, and then, yeah, they both kind of just walked to the back, and... Samoa Joe's doing this weird thing right now where he's where he's uh, basically saying to Jeff Hardy, you know, to make sure you drink responsibly and everything. And they're kind of bringing that that storyline back again. They keep where bringing that back, eh? It's like uh, using their past like substance abuse His against demons. them and stuff. Yep. Like it's not like it's not it's not cool. I don't I don't really like these storylines. No, I don't like it either. Like it's a serious subject. The the fact that he's a he's a drug slash al- drug addict slash former alcoholic potentially, and they're using this. And regardless of whether or not he's clean right now, he could fall off the wagon any day, guys. Mm-hmm. So be careful yeah. with what you're playing with. Yeah, my understanding is that he's been clean a long time. But yeah, I'd, I'd say so. But yeah, but well, what's I mean, long for him? Two years? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Two years seems pretty Two, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Unfortunately, it's not ten years. But yeah, but regardless, you don't want to. I think it's it's in poor taste, no matter what. I agree. I yeah. agree. You know, they've done this before with CM Punk and Chris Jericho yeah. and all that. Okay, it's been done. Now, stop doing it. That's right. Actually, the, we talked about this previously. That um, they actually did this a very similar storyline where you had, with with CM Punk. And Jeff Hardy. Right. They did the same, almost the same storyline. That's right. So Jeff Hardy's been involved in this a couple of times. So it's nothing new. So why even do it again? Makes no sense. Anyways, Jeff Hardy got beat up and then that was that. That was that. Small little uh, segment to, Correct. to build up a future match. Yes. For the evening. Correct. Next up, we had Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Uh, High profile match here. Oh, yeah. Versus the Colognes. Now, the Colognes, they were in Winnipeg. They were. They were. Wonderful. Not the perfumes, the Colognes. Right. That's right. Yeah, surprisingly, these guys are still around. As we've discussed in the past, we have a feeling that has to do with some sort of connection with their father, Carlos Colon. Maybe a favor? I don't know. I don't know. Carlito can't get in. Yeah, yet yet this favor only goes so far. That's right. Well, does Carlito even want to be it? With the WWE at this stage? I have no idea. I don't, I, I don't think he likes people that want to be cool. No, exactly. And I, I bet you, like, 90% of the crowd has forgotten who he is anyway, so... He, I mean, yeah, he, he'd come out and nobody would even know who he no, is. No, they wouldn't. No. He, they'd actually have to repackage him all over again. Correct. He bites into an orange. <laughs> Squirts in his eye. <laughs> He's got cornrows, so he starts eating, eating corn on the cob. <laughs> My eye! Uh. <laughs> What? Why is he Italian? <laughs> Everyone's Italian. My name is Carlito. I spit in the face. The people that don't want to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's his music. 
<laughs> it's like somebody spitting on a sidewalk over and over. That's what it sounded like. It, it was like a... So ridiculous. So ridiculous. So, um, anyways, the Colognes won that match. Just kidding. Gallows and Andy. Oh, you had me for a moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> they had a pretty good reaction, those two guys. They almost get better reactions at the house shows. Mm-hmm. They probably do, actually. Yeah. Because on Raw, you could hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. All right. So another match here was Charlotte versus Asuka. Yeah, probably one of the better matches of the evening, I'd probably. say. Probably. Yeah. Um, no, I was a little disappointed that there was no Becky Lynch sighting uh, I anywhere on this card. Nowhere. Like, even even some sort of an appearance would have been nice. She would have gotten a big pop. Oh, would have gotten a huge pop. Huge. But instead, no show. No show. No show. So, yeah, this was Charlotte. She started coming out, and she's yakking how, she, how she's the, the, the queen and all this kind of stuff. Um, again, she's a face, but she keeps calling herself the queen of wrestling. Yeah, she's a really confusing character right now, I gotta I'm, say. I'm, I, I don't get her at all, actually. Right. I agree. Actually, a lot of the women right now are a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems also like Asuka is just, again, uh, kind of fodder for Charlotte. She is. She's kind of, right now, she's the glorified jobber. She is. Glorified, uh, enhancement talent. Which is really quite unfortunate, especially since these two fought at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and now you got you got Asuka. That's you know, spoiler alert, losing to Charlotte. And didn't they just fight on SmackDown, or I, they're going to be? I feel like they, oh, yeah, may they just have. did yesterday, I believe. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. know I know they're fighting on Sunday at yeah. TLC. Yeah, with with Becky Lynch, with of Becky, course. Yeah, which makes it that much better. Right. So. Uh, yeah, but this match, for me, I mean, it was, yeah, you're right. It was probably best match of the night. Yeah, actually, I think it was. It yeah. wasn't, uh, and, and that's saying something, because it wasn't it wasn't a fantastic match. No. But, you know, it was it was passable. It, it was somewhat paint-by-numbers. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of it is, unfortunately. It, yeah, it certainly has gotten yeah. to that point. Yeah. I really don't like that, uh, that Asuka is in that position where she's essentially just, exactly like you said, fodder for Charlotte. Right. I don't like it. The joys of being on the same show as Charlotte Flair. Right. Because if Asuka was on Raw, uh, I'm trying to think of who the champ is on Raw right now. Oh, of course. It's, well, actually, you're kind of screwed on Raw too right now. Yeah. So you got Ronda on Raw. So you got Ronda on Charlotte. So, and there's Becky, of course. Right. So, yeah. There's some... Uh, it's tough, actually, to be in the women's division right now if you, if you hope to hold a, a championship belt. True. Because... You know, and there's Nia as well on Raw, but mm-hmm. yeah, your favorite, your fave, Nia Jax, yeah, and her and her music. Oh, oh. I love it, love it. Dun, 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 dun. My name Nia, Nia Jax. <laughs> That's, That's a pretty good song. I love that song. I wonder if I could pay her some money and I can use it too. I wonder if there's a way that I can use the music in, in my in my my uh, my uh, my ring entrance. Uh, my name is a beefcake. <laughs> oh, I like cut the Hulk Hogan's hair. I'm going to cut the sides of his hair because the top there's not so much. <laughs> not so much. Did <laughs> I mention my name is a Brutus a beefcake? <laughs> 
just says it over. <laughs> it's such, it's, I constantly feel I have to introduce it myself. <laughs> He's super OCD. as I repeat things. One a moment. I need to check my locks. <laughs> de- definitely beefcake. De- de- definitely beefcake. Oh no! He's like Rain Man. Don't don't step on the crack or you fall and break your back. I need to close and I need to turn them on and off my lights <laughs> before I hit the ring. We're very specific on our character development. Brutus, your music's on. Hold on. Brutus, you're you're on. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> time to go. Oh, who am I fighting? <laughs> who am I fighting? One moment. Oh no, I need to say it in even numbers. Can I can I fight the next guys? Are they uh, Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe? <laughs> Let them be of equal heights. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! Goodness. Moving along. We also had a Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe match. Finally. The Finally. build-up. Build yes. So, Samoa Joe, he's kind of becoming a glorified jobber, too. Mm. You know, what is... I was, think, I was thinking about this recently. What do you think his win-loss record is? I think it's really bad. I'm guessing it's bad. He's like Bray Wyatt. I think his, his loss record is crazy high. Like, those two guys, Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt, they do not have a lot of wins. Like, there's some heels out there that do win a lot of matches. Those two guys, no dice. Yeah. I know Bray Wyatt now is a face, technically, but I'm just saying he's been a heel for the most part, and he did not win a lot of matches. No. Uh, okay, actually, WWE, here we go. His loss percentage in WWE yeah. is 70%. That's horrible. Yeah. Wow. He yeah. loses 70% of the time. 70% of his matches in WWE. How about Bray Wyatt? Is it easy to find? Bray Wyatt? Oh, yeah. yeah. So find him right now. I actually, I wonder if he's worse. Because when he was with Matt Hardy, they were winning matches. Clearly because they were faces. But yeah, he probably is worse. I'm voting he has lost more than 70% of his matches. In the WWE. WWE? No. Oh, no. 67%. Oh, okay. Pretty close. Pretty close. Close to... Wow. Actually, let me go back to Samoa Joe quickly. I'm wondering if I read this wrong. Maybe. Could be. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it's 70%. Because um, that guy does not get his arm raised a lot by the referee. No, sorry. 68%. So they're both the same. 67, 68. Okay. Yeah. Actually, he's lost 70 times in WWE. That's how many times he's Samoa lost. Joe? Samoa Joe. Is that including house shows? That would no. include like everything, yeah. That's not very much. 70 times? Mm-hmm. It's all the matches he's had in... Eh. He's been injured a lot, remember. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Well... Because Bray Wyatt, for example, has, has wrestled like for WWE like 450 matches. Holy jeez. He's wrestled that much more? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's perspective. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, because Bray Wyatt actually, aside from the fact that he's been injured a lot, for he's he was injured for a while, you know, this time around, he's uh, he's wrestled a lot. 
even though he's not very he has he hasn't had the greatest gimmicks and and uh, sure obviously his win loss record is not is not fantastic. You're right. That's you know he's rust he's rusted a lot in the last you know seven or eight years. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jeff Hardy took the win on that one. One thing you and I were pretty impressed with was uh, Jeff Hardy walking around high fiving everyone for like five minutes at the end of the sh- exactly after after the match. He walked around the ring and was high-fiving everybody. Virtually every single person in those front rows that had a phone and wanted to take a selfie, he stopped. He found everyone. And took a selfie with almost everyone. I figure he took about 25 selfies. And he didn't look upset or anything. No, he, he, he was all for it. He was yeah. all for it. He went all the way to the back. He kind of went on both sides of, there's kind of like this, almost like this op- open area, like where the stage is. Right. And there's a bunch of fans that are right there. They're technically kind of like, almost like be- the back row. Right. But they're kind of almost front row for when the people come out. So yeah, he went all the way around there. So uh, anyways, very impressed with Jeff Hardy for, in that respect, for I sure. I guess that's what's kind of cool about these house shows. It kind of gives the uh, the crowd more of a chance to truly like uh, interact with the wrestlers as opposed to the Raws and the SmackDowns. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. I'd say so. That's kind of neat. So, yeah, that, that was impressive. Uh, a true baby face. One of the rare baby faces in the WWE. So, Correct. Yeah. Next up, we had Lana going up against Peyton Royce in an instant classic. <laughs> Lana won, and then Billy Kay was whining and immediately challenged her to another match. And Lana immediately defeated her as well with a quick roll-up. Wow. Yeah, this was not a match of the year. Lana was straight-up babyface here. Mm -hmm. I don't like her music either. You love it. <laughs> she did the uh, the fan interactions as well, kind of high fiving everyone. Yeah, she copied. She copied Jeff Hardy. She's just, she's like, you know, if Jeff can do it, I can do it. That's right. Uh, do you remember anything else that was really special about this match? Uh no, nah, nothing. Nah, you know, even like, uh, I don't even remember too much about what Peyton and Billy were saying on the mic, and usually they're pretty funny, and. Uh, um, I think it was intermission. We came in. We came in. They would already kind of finish talking. Oh, we did miss we a little back. bit. We missed. I remember they were kind of bashing Winnipeg a little bit. I think so. That's what. That's what they do, though. That's what they that's do. That's their shtick. That's yep. the thing. The folks behind us were doing the whole. Um, Lana is the best. Oh. Lana number one. You're right. Lana is the best. And no one else was doing Lana it. Lana number one. There were like a couple of people doing it, but she's not the best. She's not number one. Got it. So, next up was her husband, uh, Rusev, handsome Rusev. That's right. He was going up against the United States champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. Have these guys ever fought before? No. <laughs> no, they haven't. It's funny, eh, how Shinsuke was face originally, fighting a heel Rusev, mm-hmm. and the, ta- the tables have turned. Correct. Correct. Ooh, the double turn. Yep. No, this match was... Eh, it was what it was. Yeah. Wasn't anything special. Match ended with uh, Shinsuke doing a very extended low blow. Yeah, he's like froze. Just kind of froze and he kind of like moved his wrist around as he did it. It was kind of funny. And then after the ref disqualified him and told him he was disqualified... <laughs> he's he was, acting like, what do you mean? Why? What did I do? <laughs> 
What I did not like about this afterwards was that, uh, of course, Nakamura, while Rusev was down on the ground because he was selling the no blow, the low blow, not the no blow. The no blow. Oh, you didn't get my groin. Ow. He's, uh, Nakamura was going to go for the Kinshasa, and he's running up to Rusev, and Rusev pops up and gets him with a big Bulgarian boot. A big super kick. Big super kick. I thought his thought his uh, his tender bits hurt. Yeah. How in the world did he do that? He no sold, no sold the crap out of that afterwards. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Just once when he was on the ramp, he somewhat acknowledged it. We, you and I had observed. Yeah. But besides that, it was like nothing had happened. It's like he got up to the ramp and he realized, oh yeah, right. Oh, my ovaries. My brute is a beefcake. <laughs> My beefcakes, so they hurt. <laughs> uh, Let me check them. Let me check them again. No, oh. we're fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Thank you for letting me check twice. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> check them twice. <laughs> oh. All right, last match of the evening was AJ Styles going up against... We actually had no idea. It was funny. It's like I, I went to a gym and I'm like, you know, we haven't... Uh, is The Miz even in town? Like, we haven't heard of from The Miz and The Miz's song hits. Oh, I guess he is fighting AJ. Now, and this was this was the main event, AJ Styles and The Miz. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, no Daniel Bryan either on this one. What was a bit disappointing is that the following night in either Regina or Saskatoon... The main event was Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. So you would have rather have seen DB versus The Miz as opposed to AJ versus The Miz? Well, I, I would have liked to have seen The Champion. Oh, I see. Would you rather have seen DB versus AJ? Sure, that would have been fine too. Yeah, that would have been alright. Yeah. Or how about a triple threat match? That would have been fine too. Sure, why not? I mean, yeah, exactly, why not? But alas, it was AJ Styles versus The Miz and uh, one funny spot. Was that uh, the Miz? He's basically telling everyone to shut up, right? He does his little thing where he puts his hand up, and everyone's booing louder. And um, and again, the people behind us, they're like, because uh, he says, "When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut." Did you know in Winnipeg last time he was here, he didn't even do this. Didn't do it once. No, you're. I don't think he did. I think you're right. Yeah, it was weird. But anyway, sorry. That's okay. And then the folks behind us, of course, they kind of did the. Shut up! <laughs> so, well, anyways, one funny thing was that he, then he then he took a he actually took a uh, a um, a page out of Ravishing Rick Rude's book. He says, "I want all you fat, lazy, out of shape Winnipeg sweat hogs to shut your mouths and watch what a as I take off my robe." And show all of you what a real man is supposed to look like. So he did that. And uh, then as he's taking off his robe, he hands it to the ref. And the ref then hands it to AJ because AJ asked for it. And AJ put the robe on. And then he also put on the um, the Miz's uh, headband and his sunglasses. And he did a little dance. It was pretty funny. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Well, the match was the match was all right. It was entertaining. Yeah, AJ took it. AJ, yeah, beat the Miz. That's it for the yeah. championship. We all, we all knew he was gonna win for yeah, for the championship. Yeah, wait, for there the f- there was no championship. No, there there was none. No, no, because no. there was no Daniel Bryan. That's right. He was growing his garden. 
That hippie. That hippie. Hippie jippy. So that that was the uh, the holiday. What did they call it? The WWE home. Live Holiday Edition. Holiday tour. Holiday tour. Holiday tour. 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 Get to the tour. I still think that my favorite um, WWE Live in Winnipeg was, uh, I think the one before, and I think you were there as well, where Lesnar fought Sheamus. Yes, that one was. That good. one was great. Jericho was at that one. Was he? I don't think. I don't think so. Didn't he fight Ambrose? No, actually, I think that was actually a different show prior to that. Maybe even a year earlier than that. Oh, you know what? That was the one where uh, the mind and I took my took my little guy. I think I went to that one as well with uh, my buddy my buddy Wade. Yeah, that was the one. I think that's the that's when Jericho fought Ambrose. That's right. And it was interesting because Dean obviously was was the heel. Yeah. And well, I mean, he's sorry, playing he, the heel. He's, he was playing the heel because he was he's a face at the time. Yeah, Jericho was the heel, but in Winnipeg, Jericho was the absolute face. That's right. Dean Ambrose was the heel. And the reason why I liked Lesnar, the Lesnar one, was because Brock Lesnar doesn't normally fight at too many house shows. Very, very few. But he lives a province over from us in Saskatchewan, and uh, he fought Sheamus, which yeah. was pretty cool because Sheamus is a big guy, so you you don't really. I don't think I remember the last time he actually had a storyline with Sheamus, if ever, if ever, actually. That might have been an original match. Ooh, ooh la la. You don't see too many of those these days. Yeah, you really don't. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, that was probably one of my uh, personal favorites in, yeah. in Winnipeg. So, yeah. So, TLC, this Sunday, Jimmer and I, we are going to walk through every match, simply give our opinion on who's going to win the match, and give our predicted score. So that gonna, is it. So we're basically going to speed walk through this. So if you remember our our past podcasts when we did the Raw and or SmackDown Rush, this is the TLC Rush. Ooh, what a rush. And so forth. We're going to talk about the TLC Telling me, Rock. Well, <laughs> so good. That was good times. That was excellent. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read the matches through here. Let's chat. We'll chat about them very, very briefly. Give our prediction. Give a brief score as we think uh, that we think this is going to be. That is all. Okay. So number one here. It's actually the finals of the mixed match challenge. God, this one. They sure have prolonged this. It feels so many matches have changed. Uh, partners have changed due to uh, injuries and, and so forth. Yeah. Now get this: the stipulation of this. Did you know about this? I didn't know about this until this very moment. Each member of the winning team will be the thirtieth entrant of their respective Royal Rumble match. I heard this a couple weeks ago. I did not know about this until now. Kind of sucks because I like those being a, a mystery. Yeah. I, I like the element of surprise. Yeah. And now that we know who number 30 is, lame. This should have been number one. <laughs> that's like, that's like a, a punishment. And, you know, and here's the thing. As much as you like some of these people, you just know that none of these people are going to win the Royal Rumble. Well, of course. It feels like it's such a waste. So, anyways, uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. We've got the Fabulous Truth. Yep. Which is our truth and Carmella, yep. who I do really like. Right. Versus, is apparently their name, Mahalisha, oh, Jinder boy. Mahal, and Alicia Fox. So I I haven't been keeping up 
too recently with Mixed Match Challenge, but they must have uh, won a lot of matches recently to be in the finals like this. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm definitely calling our truth and Carmella on this. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this match is probably... I'm going to say this is going to be a six. Uh, yeah, it's going to be more of an entertaining match. Yes. Um, yeah, that's fair. Six. Yeah. I'm calling six as well. Kind of weird, actually, that this is, as you just said, an entertaining match. Yeah. And it's technically on the pay-per-view. Yeah. That's kind of strange. It is. But maybe it'll be on the... Uh, it could be on the pre-show, perhaps. But they want people to watch it, so because right. the pre-show especially, lots of times people are still especially kind of, since the tournament's been going on for several months. That's right, so. exactly. Yeah. So um, okay. So next up, we've got uh, I've got here Seth Rollins defending the Intercontinental Championship against Dean Ambrose. Um, I am calling. Uh, we actually we've discussed this. Dean Ambrose. Yes. And uh, obviously because we we want Dean to have the belt and Seth to move on to bigger, better. You know, pastures. Correct. Uh, that would be the uh, the big belt versus Lesnar, possibly in the future. And um, what am I going to give this match? Oh, you know what? I dare say seven. Seven? Cool. Um, yeah, I agree exactly. Amber is going to win this match because I think that uh, Rollins is going to move forward uh, in his career. I think he's going to challenge again for the for uh, for the big belt, the big red belt, the big red belt. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go seven and a half. All right. I think there's going to be a pretty decent match. That's fair. Yeah. Could be the match tonight. You never know. You never know. Next up, potentially, Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. It's supposed to be a TLC match. I suppose if Strowman shows up, it could be a very short match. Um, he could beat him with, a, you know, basically just beat him up with a bunch of stuff, pile a bunch of crap on him. Tables and ladders and chairs. Oh, my. Oh, my. So um, how this works is that apparently if Strowman wins, he gets a universal title match at the Royal Rumble, which is still kind of questionable, too, because he's apparently injured. Yeah. So, uh, or not apparently, he is. He's recuperating from elbow surgery. And also, Corbin will be stripped of all authoritative power. I hope that happens just because I don't want any more authority figures. I am so sick of them all. Yeah. Heel face, I don't care. Um, and yeah, and if Corbin wins, he will become the full-time general manager of Raw. So, uh, this one is kind of hard to tell. I don't think they're going to make Corbin the full-time general manager. So, I think Strowman is going to he's gonna wrestle in this match. Yeah, Corbin has too much potential still to be doing that kind of stuff to yeah. him. He's not even injured. No. So, he's going to beat him. He's going to beat him. Strowman's going to beat Corbin. It's going to be a very short match. Um, it's going to be a. I'm going to give it about a. I'm. I'm going to give it a five. Wow. I don't expect it to be very good. Okay, I'm calling Strowman uh, three and a half Ooh. out of ten. I don't think it's going to be very good at all, which is really sad because these two could have had uh, quite a storyline. If you remember from a few years ago, uh, Baron Corbin actually eliminated Braun Strowman oh, from a Royal Rumble. I think you're right. And yes. he did nothing with that. Yes. Not a thing. And that was a big thing that he had done that. And they just dropped it. Was that the Royal Rumble or was that the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal? I thought that was the full Royal Rumble. It could be. But maybe you're right. I just don't remember. Either way. Yeah. No, actually, no, that was the full, full Royal Rumble. That was the one with Goldberg and Undertaker. Oh, okay. Kind of okay. give you an idea of when it was. So. Cool, cool. 
All right, we've also got uh, Ronda Rousey defending her Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Your fave. I'm a monster. Nia Jax. Not that I think that Ronda's music is any better, but... It's an actual song. It's an actual song, but it doesn't suit her at all. Well, it doesn't anymore. It, it kind of worked in UFC, but now she just smiles too much. Maybe. <laughs> Ding! Big they, smile. <laughs> like how you smiled, they can't hear your yeah. smile. Ding! <laughs> yeah, it really, it really worked in the UFC. Mm. It was quite cool to see her come down to the to the octagon with stone faced, hundred percent, but. Now it's the smile is disgusting. (laughs) One more time. (laughs) Colin Ronda. And um, I'm going to say this match will be a. uh, I'll give it a five. Really? Yeah, I'm going to give it a pass. Oh. I mean, wasn't their last match not bad? Uh, I don't know, maybe eight months ago or something? Mm. I don't think it was that long ago. Actually. It wasn't that long was, ago? I think it was SummerSlam. Oh, okay. No, summer, it wasn't SummerSlam because that's when Ronda won. Um, I guess it was earlier than that. I don't really remember. Well, wasn't that match all right? I don't remember. Yeah, I'll give it a five. What are you sure. giving it? I was going to give it a four and a half. Okay. <laughs> You're a little surprised. I'm no, just just, I'm just surprised that you gave it a pass. Oh, I'll give it a pass. Yeah, yes. I'll give it a pass. Um. So, yeah. So, anyways, and, and of course, Ronda. Nobody but Ronda Rousey is winning this match for sure. That's right. Yeah. It was uh, it was kind of funny. I think on our last podcast we were discussing this, and you accidentally had said Ronda's gonna lose the match, and I was like, because I, I was listening to it, I'm yeah. like Jimmer did not mean to say that. He no. meant to say Ronda is winning the match. Yeah, there's no way whatsoever <laughs> she's losing this match. That's right. Unless unless for some somehow she loses by disqualification. Well, that's fair because the then she won't lose the belt. No. So that's that's fair to and say. And it protects Nia slightly. So I don't hmm, know. Interesting. Never know, I guess. No, there's nah, so much. True. There's so much disqualification nowadays and interference. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yep. Up next, we've got uh, Daniel Bryan defending uh, the title. I guess this is the rematch uh, against AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Yeah, I think DB is gonna retain Me too. the belt on this one. Yep. This one has potential to be match of the night. Um. So I think. I'm gonna give this one an eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict an eight. You know I'll go seven and a half. Okay. I'll go seven and a half. Eight's. I almost said eight, but it just seems too good to be true. Mm. I'm just being pessimistic on this gotcha. one. Gotcha. Cool. And uh, we'll see. Maybe Daniel Bryan will cheat again. He is heel, so you never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. All right. The next one here we've got it's a uh, triple threat, tables, ladders, and chairs match. For the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, of course, we've got Becky Lynch defending against Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Asuka. Well, I definitely want Becky to win. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to say Becky. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess some people may actually. I've read a rumor that Charlotte might win. I'm going to hope that Becky wins. So, I'll say Becky. And you know what? Actually, this match should be match of the night. Mm -hmm. It really should. Yeah. Uh, I am actually going to say, oh, you know, I'm going to give this sucker an eight and a half. Mm. Yeah, I think all three of these girls can work. Yep. Uh, I see big things 
I have big expectations for this match. It better be good because if it's not, I have no more hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the previous match is involving uh, Charlotte, anyhow, because we've got Charlotte versus Ronda, and then, of course, we had the uh, last women standing match between Becky and Charlotte. Right. And then, I guess, Char- even the match where uh, Becky beat Charlotte, yeah. that was a good match as well. Sure. It's been They've been consistently putting on good matches, and Ask is a great worker. So, I mean, there really should be no reason that this match doesn't, you know, doesn't blow the other ones out of the water. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'd, I, yeah, I'd said DB and AJ could probably be the uh, match of the night. But no, this one for sure has the potential to be a match of the night. I'm going to agree with you. Eight and a half. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm almost leaning to a nine. Yeah, it could. I, I, it could. Never I'm know. leaning to a nine. Uh, I think this might be really, really good. And... Uh, I can see potentially Charlotte winning this match, of course, or or potentially Asuka, but they're going to protect Becky. Oh, I don't so, think Asuka's going to win. So I think it's going to either be Asuka, um, just because she's been getting her Asuka kicked oh, by uh, she's, Charlotte she's recently. Gonna, I think she's going to eat the pin. Well, she's it's either one of the one of those two is eating the pin for sure. Yeah, it's going to either be Charlotte uh, and on each other. It's either going to be Charlotte oh. winning by beating Asuka or Asuka winning. By beating Charlotte, Becky is, and then of course, then you've got Becky um, still staying strong because she lost the match technically, right? But she was never pinned. Yeah. So that allows her to either she gets her rematch, or she enters herself into the Women's Royal Rumble. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. To potentially set up that uh, r- the the Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch WrestleMania match. That's right. So. We will see what happens. Okay, now here's a match that I don't think we're going to be giving uh, eight and a halfs or nines to. Um, Finn Balor versus Brune McIntyre. <laughs> what a what a throw together match! So ridiculous. These guys are like not even the same size. <laughs> Finn Balor is like seventy pounds lighter. Ugh. No, so it's clearly Drew McIntyre is going going over. They're super pushing this guy. They are pushing him into the moon at the moment, so I think they and I think they want him to be a, a major player. And Finn Balor, unfortunately, like he's very popular, yeah, but he's just not he's just not believable, right? As a top guy, he just isn't. So yeah, McIntyre, one hundred percent winning this match. I'd be very surprised otherwise. I'm I'm kind of leading between a six and a six and a half on this one. Um, I guess Balor's a good worker. Drew's a, actually a pretty good worker. Uh, they're just a poor mismatch. Yeah. Um, they're both from Ireland. No, they're not. Oh, Drew wait, McIntyre Scottish. Scottish. He's the Scottish psychopath. Dang it. You must love it when I make those mistakes. I do, actually. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a six and a half. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll give it the same. Six and a half is my prediction. Definitely McIntyre, like we said. Yes. Yep. Next up, we've, uh, we've also got, uh, oh, here's another barn burner. Elias versus, uh, Bobby Lashley. Oh, God. Ooh. This one's a ladder match, and apparently a guitar will be suspended above the ring. What? And the first to what? retrieve it gets to use it as a weapon. All right, so the lowest score I've given so far tonight was three and a half for Strowman. Guess what? I'm going lower. <laughs> Whoa, what are you going to give this one? Oh, uh, I think the winner will be... Oh, God. Who do they want... This could go either way. Uh, Elias will win. Because <laughs> of the guitar thing. 
<laughs> pretty much. Uh, this match will be... Um, you know what? I'll give it a three just so it's lower than the Strowman match. Okay. What do you What do you think? Um, it's going to be Elias as well. I can't see Bobby Lashley winning, especially if it's a guitar... Basically a guitar and his, pole match. Yeah, it's his thing. So it's going to be Elias. I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Yeah, I do not expect much from this match. No. So, see what happens. Uh, next up, we've got a triple threat tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. So we've got the Bar defending against the New Day. And the Usos. Wow. Man, this is one of those nice original matches that we've wow. never seen before. Never seen these guys wrestle each other before, ever. No, I don't want to see this match even at all. Wow, I don't even want to guess this one. Because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It could go any way. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, uh, I, uh, I think they're going to give it to the Usos again. Yeah, I was just going to be guess the team I like the most. Right. The three, I guess. Right. Usos. Um, the match could be good, but... I don't know. The bar is kind of boring, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to give this match... Uh, fine, I'll give them a... I'll give them a seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... Because... I don't know. I'm being nice tonight. It's almost <laughs> Christmas. Aww. Aww. That's very sweet of you. Stop it! <laughs> be angry. Be ruthless. Be aggressive. Ruthless aggression. I think that's where he's going with that, uh, Jimmer. That makes sense. <laughs> Never say that again. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a... Yeah, you know what? I, as much as... <laughs> as many times as we've seen these guys, they're usually pretty good, pretty good at putting on an entertaining match. Sure. So I'll give it a seven as well. Seven? Yeah, I like seven. It's right. a round number. We uh, we agree on this one. Uh, this one here. Now, this one I don't actually know if it's going to happen or not. It is on the list of matches currently, but it's Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Okay. Um, this week on Raw, she uh, Ruby Riot actually uh, did this thing where she actually made a special table to put Natalia through. Wow. And it has a decal. Of Jim the Anvil Nightheart on it. What? Yeah. Oh my god. That is just... Who wrote this? That I couldn't... That I do not That's know. That's disgusting. Yeah. So, um... That is gross. Like, the guy's only been gone for a couple of months. Natalia is okay with that? I mean, I can't tell you if she's okay with it or not. I can only imagine she's... She... She... She didn't nix it, right? Ew... Ew, ew, ew. So again, I don't. Um, I I had thought that Natalia was actually injured. So when what I did even the, how did the crowd react when she showed? I that? honestly didn't even see it. I just I just saw some stills. I'm gonna have to do some, I'm gonna have to do a little bit of research on this yeah. one. So um, yeah. So anyways, it's supposed to be Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Um, I'm gonna guess honestly. I'm gonna guess probably. Uh, I think Natalia is gonna win just because I don't think they're gonna allow her to be put through a table of a picture of her dad. <laughs> on it i'm actually gonna go for i'm gonna say ruby really yeah it seems like they're trying to push her i guess i i don't know just to give the the newbie uh a bit of a run yeah i'm gonna say ruby riot uh and i'll give the match uh oh this will not 
be a very good match. Um, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a five. I'll give it a pass. A pass. I'm gonna go four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. There's. This is the picture of it right here. Wow. 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 Okay. Yeah, and it's not going over very well online, as you can probably imagine. Oh, I. Yeah, I can imagine. Right. Uh, okay, next, there's only a couple more left here. There's actually 12 matches. What is this, WrestleMania? Like, right. This, this is the most matches ever on 12, 12 matches announced. Okay. Next up here, we've got Buddy Murphy um, defending against Cedric Alexander. Now, this has a potential to be a really good match. This is a rematch. That's a rematch. Rematch from uh, Super Showdown Okay. in early November. Um, I st I'm, st I'm going to call Buddy Murphy on this one. I think he's going to hold on to the belt for a while. Yeah, I agree. Unless Cedric turns heel, but Buddy's a heel already. Buddy's, it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, no. Um, and then I'm going to give this one, I think it has the potential to be really good. Uh, I'm going to go seven and a half. I'll give it an eight, actually. Cool. Yeah, I have big uh, expectations for these guys at this nice. stage in the game. Nice. Hey, did you hear that um, Daniel Bryan fought Mustafa Ali? Yes, on SmackDown. That's crazy. It was a decent little match, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen too often. No, no. Yeah, Mustafa Ali on Twitter was was saying that it was like one of his dreams come true. Oh, good to, for him. To be in the ring with wow. Brian. So. Okay, well, at least he appreciated it. That's yeah. pretty cool. It was cool. Nice. Yeah. One of his dreams. <laughs> Makes Daniel Bryan sound like he's so old. <laughs> what do you think of it? He's been around for a long time. If you think of it, Daniel Bryan, he's been around... He's been wrestling since the early 2000s. So if yeah, you think about it, it's 2018. Yeah, I guess maybe, started, maybe I'm just old at this stage in the game. Like he's like he's 30. I remember when he I'm seven. I remember when he started when he had like no beard and all that. And I said, who's this loser? Right. <laughs> Where he's not going to go anywhere. He'd been wrestling for a long time already. Indies, right? Indies for sure. Yeah, like he, I huge, knew nothing about him. Huge into uh, at Ring of Honor. And he went by his real name. Yeah, Brian Danielson. Uh, Brian Danielson, yep. So he uh, was Ring of Honor. He won a bunch of titles there. He also wrestled in this, that pro wrestling gorilla. He wrestled in uh, a Japanese promotion, Dragon's Gate, maybe? Okay. Um, I think that's the one that, uh, what's his face there? Neville is currently, or sorry, Pac, rather, is the champion of. And uh, when, he was out, when he was there, he called himself American Dragon. Okay. That's what he was called there. But yeah, short hair. Sometimes he had a slight, slight beard, but nothing, you know, nothing like he has right now. Sure, for sure. But um, yeah, he's been around a long time. Been around the block. Been around the block. So yeah, so when you've got guys like Mustafa Ali, who's only like, I think you know, like twenty four, twenty five years old. Yeah, that's you know, true. To, um, I guess you know, he would say that he's idolized him for quite some time. So when he was fifteen, Daniel Bryan was already in his mid twenties. My goodness. Tearing it up on the indies and that sort of stuff, right? Cool. Yep. It's good. Uh, okay, last match we've got listed here is Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton in a chairs match. <laughs> Just in a chairs match. So the, so we've all, we got a tables match. That's actually an Italian Ruby Riot. Yeah. We've also got a uh, ladder match between Elias and Bobby Lashley. And now we've got a chairs match, oh, which I'm not exactly sure what that is. These two have fought each other. I think it was at the Super Showdown. Oh, no, no. It was in, uh, not the Greatest Royal Rumble, but uh, the Saudi Arabia show. Do you remember what it's called? Oh, uh, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Yes. They fought at Crown Jewel. Yes. Uh, 
But this match is likely going to be a little bit longer than the Crown Jewel one because it was just like a like a big tournament at Crown Jewel. It was the world uh, best in the world or whatever they call that. <laughs> yes, where Shane McMahon won. Shane McMahon apparently is the best in the world as Jay Walker <laughs> continues to remind us. He reminds us continuously. <laughs> uh, I think this match, uh, you know what, I'm going to give it a... Um, I'll give it a six, and I think it's going to go to Rey Mysterio. Uh, yeah, it's going to go to Rey. Rey with a six. Yeah, I'm calling Rey as well, um, and it's going to be, you know, I'm going to go six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah, I think it's I, it has some potential. That's fair. That and is fair. apparently a chairs match, it can only... A chair is the only um, object that's allowed. There's no, it's there's disqualifications, but apparently you can use chairs. You know what? Without getting disqualified. You know what? I'm gonna do something. I'm changing my pick. Okay. It's a chairs match. Yeah. Orton. Going Orton. Yeah. Okay. I think Orton's gonna go psycho and uh, beat him with a chair. He already uh, Ray already beat him. Crown Jewel. I think I think Orton's going over on this one. Okay. They're both vets. They've both been around for a long time. Neither guy needs to win or, you know, Ray can lose. Doesn't hurt him. No. That's yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm going to stick uh, with, Ray. with Ray. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm just going with that kind of the heel vibe on this chair thing. So Cool. That's why I'm switching. Nice. And we've had really bad picks over the last couple of months, so I just kind of felt like switching. <laughs> sure. Why not try to try to bring up the old average, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's TLC. That's a long pay-per-view, my friend. Yep, exactly. insane. And I don't know how long this was, but that's episode 90. It's good talks. Really good talks. Brought back our uh, adventurous trip uh, to the uh, Bell MTS Center to watch uh, WWE Live. That's right, and we we had the opportunity to uh, introduce a brand new character to the show. That's right. Brutus the Beef of Cake. Brutus the Beef of Cake is here with the Mojo Rally and the Sin Cara. I think we'll, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll have a lot, uh, a lot more uh, visits from these guys. The beef and cake is still here. Me and my Greek Canadian heritage. Greek Canadian heritage. <laughs> the wow. Italian accent. So nice. <laughs> so nice. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, that, like we said, that's it for episode ninety. We just want to thank everyone again for continuing to. Uh, listen to the show and comment on our on our posts and our, our our love for for wrestling and well love is a strong word I think these days but uh, love is a fool and a word our tolerance of wrestling <laughs> these days and uh, yeah exactly thanks for thanks for uh, supporting the show continue to to be on this adventure with us here. As always, you can find us online uh, through uh, various social media platforms. You can find us on the Twitter, the Facebook, or the Instagram just by searching at RGW Podcast. Find us pretty much anywhere you find your uh, favorite podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Player.fm, Castbox.fm, Podchaser, excuse me.com, Breaker.audio, Stitcher, Podbean, UBook podcast.com you can find us of course on our website which is regularguyswrestling.com and you can also find us of course on our second favorite website listennotes.com where you can catch all 90 that's right 90 or in french 90 episodes of the rgw podcast fantastic 
fantastic. Not much left to say, but we will look at you next time. Yeah, in the ciao for now.